0: What's up, gang? Uh, Kent and I are back with you on another new episode of Inside the Coach's Brain podcast. Um, Today we are, I think we just said, you know, kind of like, fuck it, it's Friday.
1: Yes, we're Uh,
0: live on location. We're live on location across the street from the gym at one of our favorite uh, stomping grounds. Happy hour, guys. It's happy hour, right? So we figured, you know, instead of talking about beer, why don't we go have a beer while we talk about fitness? Absolutely. It's my favorite thing to do, actually. (laughs) Have a beer or talk about fitness? or talk about fitness while you're having a beer.
1: I mean, I kind of like to have beer while I fitness and then have beer while I talk about fitness. Okay. I can
0: do both. Can do both. All right. Perfect. So there looks like there's maybe a retirement party getting, we're getting ready to happen right in front of us here. So if you're picking up some ambient noise in the podcast today, that's going to be what that's from. We're not in our, we're not in our cozy studio today. No,
1: it's very festive. So if we're in a hustle and bustling restaurant. Little league world series on the big screen. Yeah, I like it. You know, this isn't this isn't bad. I could get used to this. Yeah, we're watching the Florida theme, Palm City, Florida. Yeah, this is not representing.
0: Not too bad. We might just start breaking into a play-by-play.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I <laughs> mean, I for sure might like kind of fade out here a little bit while I'm watching, and something cool happens.
0: Color commentary on the big screen. Yeah. So, getting into the um, what we're doing here today, we are, you know, it's good to be back with back with you talking. It's been a while. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. So. We have some topics today we want to discuss, but first thing I want to get into today is a conversation that we were honestly just having about 10, 15 minutes ago. Um, Kent, how long have we known each other?
1: Since probably 2012. I think that's when I first started
0: CrossFit. Okay. So going on a solid decade. Yeah, for sure. So at this point in your life, outside of your direct family, Mm -hmm. your wife's family, cousins, aunts, uncles. Yes, How many people have you known that are consistently in your life for a decade?
1: I mean, not many. Not many.
0: Very (laughs) few. (laughs) So if you think it's a crazy way to think about something, right? You're like, oh shit, I don't know anybody. (laughs) So if you think about it, I'm one of the longest lasting people in your life at this point. Yeah, I guess you could yeah, I guess you could say that. It's it's scary, right? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) Yeah, no, nobody thought that. (laughs) Sadly, I literally just thought of that. This (laughs) This is how far we've come. I literally just thought of that while we're sitting here talking, but the, so I would, what I want you guys to do now is go pick out a piece of paper and write down a list of people you've known and you hang out with for over 10 years.
1: Yeah. That's going to be really hard to do. It's
0: going to be a small list. I mean, people move, people do things, people change, people come in and out of your life in different seasons. And that's probably another podcast altogether. But what I'm getting (laughs) at is (laughs) we've known Kent for what we'll consider a very long time, right? Just found out today that Kent spent the majority of his early upbringing close to one fifth to two fifths of his life living in a hospital because he had cancer well not
1: cancer cancer he but had a blood he had cancer. kid cancer yes that's correct,
0: and was living in a hospital with cancer patients
1: yes yep,
0: for two years
1: yeah, so for Definitely for at least one year, like 12 months straight. Um, And then for like the better part of the second year, I was probably in and out. Um, I would be in for like a two or three month stay, then out for like a month or so. Um, And it just kind of depended on my treatments at the time um, or just, you know, how comfortable they felt with me being home for an extended period. But yeah, for the better part of two years, I was continuously in an Eggleston uh, Children's Hospital in Atlanta.
0: So when they sent you home, were you like bubble boy? Pretty much,
1: um, I wasn't allowed to play, do any like physical activities, didn't bump up against anything. Um, with aplastic anemia, you don't produce uh, platelets so, or red
0: blood cells. So let's back up here. What what did you have? What was the condition? What what was
1: going on? So I had aplastic anemia. You're basically uh, your white blood cells are like attacking your body. You don't have any platelets. You don't have any red blood cells. So you're not able to uh, clot. Your blood doesn't clot. You're not able to like fight off. Um, you know, any like infections, bacteria, viruses, anything like that, your immune system is severely compromised. Um, so when I was at the hospital, if people wanted to come into my room or come around me, they would have to wear a mask. Um, I couldn't really do anything physical because if I were to bruise, I would just bleed internally. Um, especially if I got cut, then I would just bleed. So doing any like procedures, was, they had to be very careful with me. Um, I did blood transfusions a lot. Had a couple bone marrow transplants, um, and at the time it was considered an experimental treatment. It was called cyclosporin, which now, um, if there's so a child has aplastic anemia, is what they use to treat it now. But at the time it was experimental, and my parents actually had to sign off on me to use that drug.
0: So you were the experiment kid.
1: Yeah. No, I actually was. There was uh, three of us little kids in the cancer war that had aplastic anemia. Um, you know, most other kids had leukemia or some type of like cancer or something like that. So there were three of us. Um, unfortunately, the other two kids didn't make it. Um, so I was the only one out of the three to, <laughs> to, to, to make it out.
0: That's uh. So what, like with aplastic anemia, aplastic? Aplastic. Aplastic anemia. What's the, what's the survival mortality rate? Like what kind of percentages were we looking at here? Obviously, I mean, so, two out of three wasn't good.
1: Right. So, I mean... Granted, this was 1986, 87, I was about five years old. So back then, obviously the survival rate was much lower. Um, You know, it was probably like one out of five, something like that. I know today it's a lot more common. uh, The survival rate's a lot higher. I won't say it's a common disease, it's not a common disease, but the survival rate obviously is a lot higher. The cyclosporine has been shown to be very helpful in treating.
0: So as a five-year-old, you had a 20% chance of living? Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. So the first year, and I'm just now finding out about this today. In the like in the hospital, um, they let me go home for Christmas, and like the doctor told my dad, he's like, "Well, you guys might want to like record if you can get a video recorder, record this Christmas because it might be his last." And so we recorded that Christmas. So somewhere <laughs> at home, they still have like the video footage, um,
0: Christmas video footage of mom and dad just crying the entire right? time,
1: and it's like little you know furry child crawling all over the floor explain to me
0: explain to me why you were a furry child
1: so being in the cancer ward you're around all these kids who have obviously you know cancer they're getting uh transfusions chemotherapy stuff like that so they're you know they don't they're bald they've lost their hair whereas me my treatment accelerated hair growth so i had like a full mop of hair like a unibrow like full grown hairy man arms um, so, it's like super gnarly. So a little bit like Teen Wolf. A little bit, yeah. Like I was a little like maybe like Teen Wolf, like and Michael so, J.
0: Fox coming down the basketball court. I completely stood
1: out like a sore thumb, you know. Like I was the weird kid in the the cancer ward, pretty much. You know, I was the outlier because I was just super hairy, and they're like, "What is this kid doing here?"
0: <laughs> so does that does all that excesses hair go away?
1: <laughs> yeah, no, it did. Um, obviously, once you know, I got through my treatments, got back to where I was basically a
0: normal healthy boy, um, everything basically returned to normal. Okay. Now is this, is this something that this condition, is it something that goes into remission? Is it just goes away completely or could this pop back up in, you know, they say that
1: it could come back. Um, apparently it's more prevalent in younger ages. So like young children, possibly like teenagers, you may see it every now and then like college age. Um, I actually remember seeing a football player had it a few years back. Um, but yeah, so after, after I had gotten healthy enough to kind of be out of the hospital, I would, we would still have to go up to Atlanta once a month for checkups um, and possibly like blood transfusions and stuff. And we did that for almost a year. So almost a year, once a month, driving up to Atlanta for appointments, checkups, stuff like that. And then it got reduced to like every three months. And just, the better I got, the more it got reduced to eventually where they're like, well, we think he's healthy you know, just look out for these signs, but otherwise he's, moving along. We, we can't find anything.
0: To, gotcha. You know. So when was the last time you had a checkup for
1: it? I mean, I was super young. I was probably <laughs> six or seven, somewhere in there.
0: Okay. Is this, is it, a, is it a hereditary thing?
1: No, they don't know where it comes
0: from. Okay. So yeah. there's not like, you're not like, there's no, like, no reason to be concerned. You like pass it to your kids. They say Necessarily.
1: No. I obviously was concerned about that. Like growing up, I would always tell myself I don't really know if I want children because I would be scared that I would pass that on. Right. Um, And I would definitely not want my children to have to go through that. And they would always say it was not like that. You know, you shouldn't be able to transmit that to your offspring. Um, It's something that maybe you were exposed to, outside factors that caused it or whatnot. We don't really know. Um, But they say that otherwise there's no reason for that to happen
0: okay no major risk for that right okay um it was interesting we tech don i guess texted your wife you know immediately after we found out this information and she's like ken Ken has cancer (laughs) (laughs) and ken's wife is like like currently or like (laughs) in the past no (laughs) which i mean honestly i haven't really she's like well he's kind of quiet so he could have it now
1: i haven't really talked to her too much about it um so my mom has this like scrapbook obviously of everything that happened and she tries to like show it to people which is like i think it's like super sad and depressing <laughs> it's like mom why do you show people this that? is very morbid and i know she tried to show it to Laura, and Laura's was like i just i don't know i just don't want to see it It just makes me sad and i like i i totally agree with you i don't i went through it and i don't want to see it
0: and that does sound completely insensitive but you're probably sitting in pictures with like kids that were in the hospital with you that are all dead now
1: well probably yeah and just you know you're looking at me when I was a very sick child and you can look and you can tell that obviously I was a sick child, right? You know, just sunken eyes, discoloration, jaundice of the skin. I mean, you could tell something
0: was wrong. Right. You were not, not a healthy, a healthy person. No, not by any means. Not by any means. <clears throat> very cool. Um, yeah. So that's super interesting. It's like, how did we not, how we not talked about that before? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's just, obviously I'm not a super, outgoing person and this is like I just
1: I don't know I don't really divulge hey, that much information my name's Ken by the
0: way I had childhood cancer <laughs> you know? when I
1: survived <laughs> I mean I feel like it was it was obviously a part of my life and it's shaped a lot of my life but it's not something that I want to like use as like a crutch or a barrier in any means you know I'm, I'm lucky to be healthy and you know alive and I don't obviously take that for granted but again I don't want to like you know use that as an excuse for anything
0: Right. Yeah. And I get that. And then, you know, you can also use that as, you know, motivation to stay healthy and do things. And
1: Right. And I feel that that's played a huge part in, you know, me being healthy and the lifestyle that I live and, you know, obviously like the career path and stuff as well. Right.
0: Very interesting. See, see what happens when you talk to people, you figure out things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Who knew?
1: Get a, get a beer in somebody. Who knew know? Kent was All holding, kind of
0: stuff. holding this secret <laughs> in for years yeah pretty long time yeah
1: not i mean obviously not many people know yeah now they do for those 15
0: that listen to the podcast you that's guys right. are in the now for our 12 listeners yeah we now we Absolutely. now you know two of which are probably your parents so that you know they already knew
1: they don't know how to use anything social media related so they definitely have not heard it
0: that's all right it's like talking but, that's like talking to mark mark you listen to the podcast mark's like yeah. what's a podcast <laughs> where do i listen to that on how again do, how do i do that
1: Although maybe if they're coming in town tomorrow, so maybe if they want to listen to it, I'll set it up for them. They got a
0: drive ahead of them. You could, uh, you know, send them a link.
1: Yeah, we've talked about the the whole smartphone FaceTime thing because oh, obli- they want to see the grandbaby. Th- they were not aware of it. It took my grandmother oh, who has an iPhone, and I had I did FaceTime with Finley to <laughs> tell my mother. It's like you should get an iPhone. That way you can FaceTime uh, with your son and your grandbaby. So <laughs> yeah. You're a
0: really smart thing to do. <laughs> That'd be a great idea. Thanks, <laughs> grandma. <laughs> yeah. The FaceTiming helps with the kids. Okay. Like, hey, you can actually see the kid when they're, you know.
1: Yeah. And actually, Emily actually loves it because yeah. she sees a
0: face on the phone. Oh yeah. They're, she they're, loves it. Look at Jack. Jack will hold the phone and just like go walking around the house on FaceTime. And like, yeah. you know, Yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah. She
1: loved it. Yeah. She's a big fan.